This is Joshua Brooks, and this is The First Deal Show. Welcome to The First Deal Show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. It's your host here, Caroline with a K, with a very near and dear friend of mine, Joshua Brooks, which I'm super excited to bring on the show. So Joshua is the founder of the Star Project, a suicide awareness and prevention nonprofit organization, which I just learned about, which is pretty neat. And he's also a flipper and wholesaler based in the Southeast. So welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited uh, to kind of deep dig into your first deal. Um, and I hope that the 402 is just as excited. So with that being said, what was the first album you purchased? Oh, wait, sorry. Let me backtrack. So we always start the show the same way with the Kiss Me segment. Duh, I have to name it. I can't just start asking you questions, right? And yeah. so we're going to warm you up into, before we get into the nitty gritty of your real estate venture, we always kind of want to know the person behind this real estate stuff, because at the end of the day, you are a human and it's nice to get to know the, the other person, right? So what was the first album that you purchased? Uh, it was Usher. I can't oh, remember. Oh, wow. The, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the name of the album, but yeah, definitely Usher. Okay. Do you listen to the whole thing? You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> Top Song was the number one that you liked on the album. You got it bad, maybe? I don't know. It's been, oh, it's been okay. a while. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's a throwback. Cool. And so what would you say was the biggest challenge that held you back from investing in real estate? Uh, Spending a lot of time in analysis paralysis and not taking action. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that the 402 probably struggles with that too. So can you kind of get into like, how long would you say was it that you were stuck in that analysis paralysis? Uh, I mean, it was probably a good two years, two and a half years. And then I eventually just had to bring, well, I brought my cousin on and he kind of helped me out to get unstuck. So, Hmm. That's interesting. So can you, so like, was it, you found out about real estate, you know, two and a half years prior and then you were reading, educating yourself. And then it's when you start talking to someone else that they pushed you over the edge or what was that motivating factor? Uh, I mean, he was just a, We'll say action taker. So mm. he was just all, uh, he was just on it all the time, you know, trying to get yeah. a, get our first deal. Like once he, once he found out and I was training or I was showing him what I was learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you're more risk averse and he's not risk averse at all. No. which can be a good combination right yeah okay so tell us what is something that you learned or did during the pandemic that others might not know about you well since you said it in the intro uh so we started a nonprofit organization over the pandemic because we had lost some people that were close to us three in about a year year's time so me and my sister started the nonprofit and 
we've got all the certifications now and we give out scholarships to people going into that field to for suicide prevention. That's really awesome. I, I mean, that's unfortunate that you, you had these bad things happen, right? And you lost some of your friends and family, but at least something really nice came out of it. So good for you for taking that step. Yep. And just, uh, you know, just drives you to want to try to, you know, if you can save one person, it's worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And what is your favorite quote? Uh, favorite quote, I would say, uh, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Never gets old. <laughs> so right, on, my, so- on my background. <laughs> I'm sorry? said it's on my phone background, so I see it every day. Mm, it's a good reminder. So would you say that you like to plan things out? Definitely. I have some kind of idea. Yeah, for sure. All right. With all that being said, hopefully you're a little bit more comfortable. You're not as stiff and you're ready to get into your first deal. So what? before we do that, where are you based? And where uh, are you actively investing? About an hour south of Charlotte uh, in Cleveland County and Gaston County. And we actually just picked up a property in, in Charlotte that we're going to flip. So so we're expanding a little bit right now. That's awesome. So mostly in North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina. Got it. Okay. So with all that being said, what was your first deal? So... Our first deal was we were we were on a low budget, so we were uh, doing a lot of driving for dollars, you know, trying to keep the cost down. And we actually ran across a, a property in in my neighborhood over here, and we were gonna we bought it, and we were gonna. Uh, we're like, oh, we're going to, because we were first went in, we were like, oh, we're going to wholesale everything. And then we uh, quickly realized that we didn't have enough buyers on our buyers list to, to make it make sense. So we weren't getting, we weren't going to make anything on it that way. So we decided to just fix it up and, and uh, flip it. So we, I had to take money out of my 401k and then I had a private investor. So we took money out of my 401k. I had a, I think a $20,000 Lowe's card and, uh, and I had a private investor that funded the rest. So. Wait, wait, before we get into all that, hold the phone. <laughs> so we need to backtrack a little bit, right? So the 402 is like, what? Driving for dollars? Like, what does that even mean? So can you explain because most of the listeners most of the 402 they're probably a little bit familiar with some of these terms but we got to make sure everyone's understanding and following so what does driving for dollars mean yeah uh, driving for dollars is simply going out and driving around and finding the worst property in a neighborhood and then you just mark it and skip trace it and then give them a call and see if they would be interested in selling Okay, so you and your cousin, low budget, you're like, let's drive for dollars. So you guys are driving, and then you're like, wow, there is a freaking gold mine 
in my backyard. Right. So you find this property, you skip traced it, you got the owner's information, you guys called them up, and then they were interested in selling? Yeah. Uh, ended up, they had a, a tenant leave, like a long-term tenant. Like, I think they had been there like 10 years and it, they were like, it's been sitting empty for two months and they didn't know if they wanted to fix it up or try to, you know, or sell it or what. So we just went over there and looked at it real quick and made an offer. Okay. And what did you guys offer? Uh, so we offered them 55000 for the property. And was it worth that or like what's retail? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good deal. We probably should have been able to wholesale it at that price, but we didn't know, didn't know everything we know today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was a really good price for it. Uh, <clears throat> the AR, we ended up selling it for 185 Wow. That's yeah. a huge jump. Yeah, we put we bought it for fifty five and we put fifty five in it. So Okay. So did the property have a lot of issues? I mean, it sounds mostly like cosmetic and was it a gut job? Like tell us a little bit about that. Uh so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh it had a basement, uh but I mean it was pretty much I mean it cosmetic. We'd redone the bathroom. Uh, we actually, it was a three, one and a half, and we actually, uh, added a shower in one of the bathrooms where an old closet was. So we took the closet out and moved it across to the other side of the room so we could make a shower. And then, so now it was a three, two, and then we added square footage in the basement as well. So three, two, as in three bedrooms, two bathrooms now. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you say square, is that common in North Carolina to have basements? Because in New York, every house, for Uh, the most part, if you don't live in an apartment, usually has a basement. I mean, I would would say the majority of them don't. But, I mean, there's still a good bit of basements. Okay. So was that scary to you at all? Like, you know, putting in an offer, like buying this house? Were you guys nervous? I mean, what... Because, you know, you found this house and then you just, I think what I want to get out from you is you were in this analysis paralysis, you bring your cousin on who's super motivated, you guys get started doing this, and then now you have this deal and you're like, yeah, let's flip this house. But how did you know, like, okay, I'm comfortable doing this? Or like, do you know what I mean? Uh, Like that first one. So, I mean, I guess it was knowing that I had part of it funded by private lender. And then the other was my dad was a contractor. So, and it was in our neighborhood. So, so, so I, you... I wasn't worried about the, the rehab, I guess as much. Okay. So then how did you find your private investor? Uh, it was a work relationship. Mm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, keep going. Tell us what happened next. Uh, so we we done all this stuff. We uh, so it had we added the square footage in the basement. It already had the duct work run 
all we had to do was do a little insulating and put some heat down there and we could add like 300 extra square foot to this house to try to raise the value. Wow. That's it. They just want more square footage and you can get more for your dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Not too shabby. Um, okay. So then how long did it take? So, uh, did you guys get immediate offers? Like this would have been when 2020? Uh, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, it took two months to do. Wow. That's fast. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fast. I was happy with it. Uh, and then we had, I don't know how many offers after the first weekend. We had an open house. We did an open house on the first weekend because it was mm-hmm. our first one. And our realtors, which which was one of my good friends, he was like, "Let's just let's do an open house and get some people in there." So we had an open house, and we had, uh, I think we had five offers actually. Wow! Above asking, at asking. Uh, a little of both, but I mean, it ended up, we t- took one that was, I think it was 15 over asking. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I was, I was like, wow. <laughs> but I mean, we, I guess we were coming into the really getting into the good time in the market and we didn't really know it at the time. Okay. Right. I mean, what would you say was like the driving force behind getting the rehab done so quickly? Because it's two months typical, like on all of your other flips. Have any of them been that fast? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not Tyler Jensen, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm getting some done in six weeks. Wow. You know, it all, de- it all depends on how much work's got to be done, you know? Okay. So yeah. You know, we had one that took six months and didn't didn't lose money on it, but I lost a lot of opportunities in that time. Mm. And what would, uh, can you elaborate more on that? Like, what do you mean by those opportunities? Well, I mean, by having all of our money and the business tied up in a six month deal, that you could have had doing or putting it into other deals more than one. I see. Okay. And so, you know, it sounds like your first deal was a really great experience and that's why you kept doing it. It was, I was hooked after that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And so, you know, knowing, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, knowing what you know now, what would be one piece of advice or something you would have done differently if you were able to go back in time? Uh, I guess uh, do more education. I wish we would have got into it sooner. Like we would have known more. Like we probably would have been able to to turn over more deals if we would have been in the right groups. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like 
can you elaborate like on more education? Because you said that you had analysis paralysis. So I assume that analysis paralysis means you're learning a lot, but maybe not. Uh, I mean, I guess I was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you know, it's, it's different when you get into a, a mastermind, a mentorship group, and, and they kind of kind of guide you to where you need to be. Mm. You know, for for what works best for you and your business. I see. So then at what point did you decide like, oh, this is going to be a worthy investment or how did you know, you know, that that's something that you wanted to do? Uh, I mean, I kind of knew f- for a while, but we, uh, we couldn't find like the right fit until we run across uh, seven figure flipping. Yeah. And so what would you say, like if someone is looking to get into a mastermind or they're curious about it, like what would be some tip that you might give them? Because you said that you didn't quite find the right fit yet until you came across the seven figure group. So like, how did you know, like, this is the one that I want to be in? Uh, I mean, I guess it was just, you know, like they weren't like really like flashy, like they were making a ton of money like in their own businesses and they just look like normal people. Yeah. It's a great point. Okay. So what are you up to now? Cause you're a wholesaler and flipper and like, you know, are you still actively, I mean, yeah, you're still actively doing deals. Like what has real estate kind of turned into for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a full-time job and a, a, a lifestyle business that I, that I like that, we're trying to grow our team now, which is a, a team of three at the moment. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold the phone. So you're saying that you were working a full-time job while you are doing your previous flip? The first one, yes. Wow. So how did that work? Like, And you did it in two months? That's insane. Uh, finding a good contractor. <laughs> <laughs> the key. Uh so was it your dad's connection that like got you there or I mean, because, okay, how did you manage working full time? Like, cause I think most of four, the 402 is probably working and they want to get into real estate part time. Right. And now you've gone full time. Like how long did that transition take? Uh, I mean, it took probably about a year or so, like after I started to, to really do some flips and then I got enough cash built up that I could support paying myself. And it got to be like where I was doing like uh, like three rehabs at, while having a job. And it was just, it was tough hmm. to manage everything. Yeah, I can imagine. But you did a great job. I mean, in one year, you like were able to quit your job. Yeah, I'm, you know, there's no looking back now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so if you could give out a piece of advice for someone who's looking to get into real estate, um, who hasn't had their first deal, maybe is stuck in that analysis paralysis, what might you tell them? To get around the right people, to surround yourself with the right people. So it makes a big difference. And then you also learn so much from being around the right people, too. You know, like small, small nuggets that they might 
not even realize is something to somebody else. Can you elaborate on that? What? How do you know what's the right people? I mean, I hang around my family, my cousins, you know, they seem to be into it. I mean, are they, are y'all talking about real estate all the time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if the real estate's where you want to go, you definitely got to be around other investors. Great, solid advice. So, Joshua, if the 402 wants to find out more about you and what you're up to, what's the best way that they can go about doing that? Uh, I mean, I guess you can. Uh, I have only social media I have is Facebook at Joshua Brooks and uh, uh, email at Joshua Brooks 612 at Gmail. Do you guys have a Facebook page for your business? Yeah, we do. It's uh, J&B Home Buyers. Awesome. Well, there you have it, 402. I hope you enjoyed, and if you're interested, you can find more about Josh on Facebook, and he was so generous to give out his email, um, so you can reach him out in that way. And that is all, folks. 402. Did you learn something or take away a golden nugget? Then I'd love it if you would share this episode with a friend. And I'd really also like to talk to you about real estate on Instagram or LinkedIn. So follow me at First Deal Show. If you know someone that has an amazing first deal story, or you just want to give us the dirt on your first deal, shoot me an email at firstdealshow at gmail.com and let's get you on the show. 402, thank you so much for listening. I love all of you and I will see you next Friday. Bye.